Greetings. Welcome to the Empowered Womb Healing Podcast. I am your host, women's wellness coach, doctorate of natural medicine, and doula Odessa Thornhill. I've been working as a healer for almost 20 years. I offer natural holistic support to those who suffer from irregular and abnormal cycles, hormone imbalance, and chronic womb health conditions. I help my clients achieve concrete transformational results and vibrant health, mind, body, soul, and womb without the feeling of overwhelm from DIY holistic medicine. Each episode, I'm going to talk about different strategies and ways of thinking I believe each woman needs to have in place and be functioning from to be able to empower her self-care and feminine healing journey to cultivate and manifest a life of love, joy, peace, and happiness as a way of life, not just a passing dream. How's everyone doing? Okay, okay, all right. Well, I'm enjoying myself. I think one of the highlights for me, one of the highlights for me was actually seeing the children have the same book that they were reading the quantum principles from, right? To me, this tells me that the school or the activity that is involved with creating this event, they actually have books. On a des livres pour les enfants. We have books for the children so they can stand together and read about Kwanzaa principles. I didn't have that when I was in school, right? I went to school in Montreal, you know? I didn't have that, so I thought that that was actually awesome to see, so I wanna just, you know, acknowledge the work that is being done, that is being established here. So today I was invited to speak about uh, Sankofa, about going back to remember going back to the past so you can build your future. Uh, and so when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about, I was thinking about the songs that I grew up learning. You know, uh, for those of us who have Caribbean uh, ancestry, you know, um, where would I start here? Oh lady, walk a mile and a half in Shitilele. Oh lady, walk a mile and a half in Shitilele. Does anybody know that song? No? Oh my gosh. Or, um, every time I pass, you look at me. Every time I pass, you look at me. I go tell me, mama, don't send me down there. Do you guys know that song? No? Anybody does? Okay, so these are songs that I grew up learning when I was involved in community activities and when we had our, you know, holiday concerts and part of the Sankofa for the youth was to learn all of the tunes that our grandparents used to sing when they were younger. You know, you have your hand clap games that you're playing, but we have these folkloric songs and the history that comes with it. My father was a prolific steel pan player. He grew up in the steel, in the, in the pan yard. So I'm familiar with all of these things, but I wanted to find different ways of getting us to understand Sankofa, to understand what it means to go back and what it means to remember. So I think one of my next questions I would ask is, how many of you here are familiar with the term polyrhythm? Okay, one person. We got drums and drummers in here. Nobody here knows about polyrhythms? Okay. Kutak, 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 kutak
rhythms, right? There's one rhythm that we're hearing and there's many rhythms that can be played over it and there are rhythms that sometimes don't even make sense with the rhythm that we're playing, right? Sometimes, especially if you're hearing a group of drummers, of percussionists play together, you'll hear the mother drum, the father drum, the child drum, you'll hear somebody soloing and then you'll hear something that sounds completely different. Right? Am I, am, I, am I touching on something here? Can I have a hand up in the air? You guys understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so the reason why I'm saying this and the reason why I'm bringing it up polyrhythms specifically is because we don't always realize and recognize that there are multiple things happening at the same time. Your heart is beating, your lungs are breathing, your blood is flowing, your stomach is digesting food if you just ate. Your kidneys are filtering, right? So all these things are happening at different rhythms in your body. Think about what's happening in life simultaneously, right? So when we talk about going back to remember, when we talk about picking up pieces, when we talk about putting things together, we're not just talking about what you see here. We have to understand that as a collective, there is a huge break in our understanding of reality. There's a huge break in how we perceive ourselves and how we understand ourselves. I always ask myself, how many people come to these Kwanzaa celebrations and go home and don't do anything that they've learned, right? How many people uphold the principles and really make it a point to try to understand what it means? Going back also means looking at the truth. Looking at the truth of who you are as an individual and looking at the truth of who we are as a people and how we came to be. Who implemented this? Who upheld it? And who perpetuates it? What part do you have to play? We talk about karma. How many here have heard about karma? You can raise your hand, karma, everybody. Most people here have heard about karma. We all are constantly building up our karma. Karma, very small example of what it is. It's you know, the consequence of the choice of the actions that you've chosen to take, right? Like, you know, if you don't like somebody, but you go up to them and you slap them in the face, like, that, like we don't really do that. You know what I mean? Like, you, you don't do it. You can. You can't because we have choice. And that's the beauty of this existence is that we have choice. Okay. So if you know that you have choice, then you have to understand that every single moment that you spend making a decision, am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? You are creating your future life. Every single decision. If you decide here today, I'm not going to go to the gym, right? Your future self, right? Who is waiting for you to look good, fit, trim, and slim. Must wait, right? For you to go to the gym, to build up to that point, right? By understanding where you're coming from and truly understanding, not glossing over the facts, you're able to understand and heal. And you're able to understand the requirements to healing. We tend to gloss over all of the requirements that come with healing. Healing is a slow process. Healing is a messy process. 
And healing requires that we hold one another accountable and that we be intentional with everything that we're doing. And so it requires that you prepare for the work. Now, part of what I do, doctorate of natural medicine, I'm a soul therapist. And so what that means is, I work to help people understand the multi-layered, dimensional aspect of who you are, because you're not just a physical person. You're, you, have a, you have a mind, you have mental capabilities, you have emotional capabilities, you have spiritual capabilities, you have a soul, there's cosmic implications, there's solaric implications, there's so much more. And you know, when I talk about these things, a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm curious, but I'm not sure because it sounds very different from what I've been told, but it feels familiar. When you go to see your primary caregiver and they sit with you for 10 to 15 minutes and you leave and go back home, there tends to be some things that are left to be questioned, right? The doctor says I'm fine and the information on the paper says I'm fine, but I know that I'm not okay. And so the whole point of this process is for us to learn how to remember. And by acknowledging these multi-dimensional aspects of who we are, you know what we get to do? We get to activate the ecological mind. The ecological mind is the mind that is very much in sync with the atmosphere, with nature, with the planet, and with the whole person. We're very much caught up on consumerism. This is what we were taught to do. And as a people, it's extremely detrimental. Why is it detrimental? Because part of our karma has to do with not wanting to connect with nature based off of how we were forced to interact and interface with nature. How many of you, like when somebody says to go outside, want to go outside and hang out just for the sake of hanging out? Raise your hand. Exactly. <laughs> How many of you, when you get an invitation to go outside, will you probably say, no thank you, I would rather stay inside close to the air conditioning, right? Raise your hand, no, let me see, yes, no? Yeah, it's, like, this, is, this is a serious thing. It really is, we don't think anything of it because we, we just live our lives regularly. But let's take a moment and think about the kind of relationship that we have to force labor the kind of relationship that we have to agriculture, to gardening, to food in general. It's unhealthy. Why is that? Why is that? We're living with generational trauma. We're living with post-traumatic slave disorder, post-traumatic slave syndrome, post-traumatic stress disorder, post-everything. We're living in a white supremacist delusion. We are all living it and we are all being influenced by it. So when we stand up here and we talk about Sankofa, we want to go back and we want to remember, and this is important, these you know, idealistic moments in history and time are incredibly important, but if you can't understand the context that has put us in the condition that we're in, and you can't really understand why when you leave here, you don't cleave to these principles that have been laid out and left for you, then what are we really doing? I've just found in my experience as um, a practitioner, as a clinician, as a black woman, as a performer, as someone who cares very much about the culture, there's a lot of talk 
we love to chat and I associate strongly with the Rastafarian community and them love chat, right? But how much personal accountability are we actually holding ourselves up to? Because every single thing that you do as an individual and that you contribute to the collective is what is building up to the future self. So if you are constantly going back to the past and bickering and then bringing it here into the center now, the present, and bickering and wanting to move towards the forward with what? What are you moving forward with? Bickering. This episode is brought to you by my signature program, The Practitioner's Self-Care and Feminine Healing Training. Are you a doula, nurse, health practitioner, or healer? Are you living with unresolved reproductive health problems and want to understand deeply what's happening to your body? If so, you're going to love today's sponsor, my premium program, The Practitioner's Self-Care and Feminine Healing Training. Healing your mind, body, soul, and womb using my three-phase womb cleanse program not only helps you heal your hormones, it helps to set the stage for a healthy pregnancy, birth, healthy baby, and much more, as well as a more in-tune, aligned, deep trust in your body. I created a quick womb health assessment to help you understand where the gaps are in your health and help offer direction on how you can move forward effectively on your journey. Visit my website, Cultivate Your Own, and my social media pages, Cultivate Your Own Wellness, to book a next step call with me and gain access to this womb health assessment. Once you've completed the assessment, we will hop on a call and discuss further so I can understand what your needs are and if you're a great fit for my six-month program. And let me tell you, it really works. Visit Cultivate Your Own Wellness and join the practitioner's self-care and feminine healing training today. So when we look back, we don't want to look back to say, I look good. You do. You look awesome, right? When we wear our cowrie shells and when we wear our Ankara prints, and when we slow, when we put our fists in the air and call dua'u ma'at and all these different things, ashe, it's easy. It's easy to do this. I'm just here to hold everyone accountable. That's what I do in my everyday life and that's what I do when I come on the stage. Our minds are locked in. They're locked in. They're locked in and we're allowing ourselves to be constantly stimulated in the same way. One thing I mentioned was that we have choice. We choose what information we receive and we use our filters to sort out what we no longer think is deemed necessary. What you're listening to, what you're seeing, what you're feeling, what you're touching, who you're around. We are spiritual people. And one way for you to understand your intuition is to develop your senses. And when your senses are filled with lint, this is where you can't understand the lesson. This is where you don't hear the stories that the people are telling you. This is where you can't see the problem because your experience of the world as it comes to you is filled with lint. Who has ever taken lint out of a dryer? You ever take the lint out and you're like, but that's why my clothes are looking the way, that, right? Because you haven't removed the filter. As a people, we are running around in life, repeating the same cycles because we don't respond to the stimulus differently. 
We talk about eating different foods, and what do we say? We laugh about it. Well, you know, everybody else is living well off of eating pork, so I'm going to continue. Listen, scientifically proven, when you're eating certain foods, your body responds. When you're thinking certain things, your body responds. When you're listening to music, maybe you, may, you might be canceling Kanye, but Kanye is letting you guys know. He's telling you guys the rhythms and the beats that you listen to they are using sound vibrations and they are programming them. I am a soul therapist and I understand energy. And if you understand that when you listen to certain music, you feel a certain way, you must take this serious. Why is it that the truth comes to us and it's being told to us and what do we do? <laughs> That's what we do. And we continue on because it hasn't affected us directly, but we are perpetuating the problem by laughing and maintaining our status quo. And it doesn't mean you have to run into the street with a slogan because that's not everyone's story and that's not everyone's place. But it's highly important that you recognize the role that you have. Once you see the truth, you're responsible for it. And so by getting stuck in these patterns now, I I'm doing my due diligence of making you aware. If you are not an accomplice, because we don't need allies. If you are not an accomplice and if you are not prepared to do the work, then we don't need mouthpieces to talk for us. What are you doing for yourself? What are you doing within your home? And what, how are you contributing to the community at large? I know every time we talk about this, you know, some people don't like it because not everybody is into this kind of thing. You know what I mean? Not everybody is committed to this work. You need to have people who don't care and you need to have people who are extremely careful because then we have to find a way to meet in the middle, right? Because everyone is affected, regardless of where you are on the spectrum. So. I wanted to leave us with just a couple of things, right? When we are working through cycles of awareness, when we're working through cycles of healing, it's important to remember that they are cycles, okay? One thing I always tell people is never follow January 1st as the new year. Don't do it, okay? This new year has been recently um, instilled you can check it up, you can research it. 1752 is when they changed it from March into January. What I usually tell my clients who I work with is to, you need to back yourself up from the matrix because it's a calendar that has been created for war and greed. Look at what they're doing. There's a certain agenda that's being promoted and that's okay. What do you have? You have a choice. And one way to do that is to disassociate yourself. So I tell people, use your birth date as your day one. That's your real new year. That's your, you ever get excited? I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that for my birthday. You're ready to start, right? Another thing that you can use as we're sankofaing, right? As we're really trying to find ways to be active in community and in life is to acknowledge the season changes. Why? Because they happen every year. Am 
Am I wrong? They happen every year. Do they change? They don't change dates, right? The season is always going to change. Right now, it's winter time. In the, in the other hemisphere, it's now what? Summertime? It's not going to change. You use the seasons to set your intentions. Set your intentions with your family and with your friends. Use the energy, the natural progression of the season. Season changes are the best times to do your detoxing. Season changes are the best time to clean out your house. You know the second shelf in the back that have the spices behind the box? You understand, right? It's the best time to do your cleanses. So right now you have your birth date and you have the season changes. The third thing is more specifically for women, but men, you can pay attention to that too, your menstrual cycle. Why? Because it's consistent in terms of being a female and having that cycle. Your cycle may not be consistent and therefore you can also use the lunar cycle, the moon, because the moon cycle every four weeks has the same cycle roughly as a woman's cycle. I'm bringing up all of these things because I'm trying to get us to Sankofa when we leave here, okay? By getting into our ecological mind, by learning how to connect back with the planet, how to remember ourselves, how to deconstruct the paradigms that we have been put in, that we are living, that we are perpetuating. So by recognizing that we live in a spiral, everything is every year the same time, the same time, again. what was it like last year, what is different this year, and this is how you gauge, right? Am I doing the same thing that I did? Okay, so now December, it's dark. It's a time to plant deep seeds. The solstice, the vernix, the equinoxes, these are times, it's a balance. So what am I doing? Where did I come from? Where did I go? Use those times. Take a moment. Am I doing better for myself? Am I being honest with myself? What do I need for myself? Am I stuck in a period of realignment? Am I stuck in a period of crises? Am I stuck? Like, really take time. Am I eating well? Are the people in my family and my home, are they feeling safe? You know what I mean? Use those moments within the season to check back within yourself. I can guarantee you don't have to have a particular religion, faith, spiritual walk, nothing of the sort, because it's just what happens every day. Take the time to slow down. Take the time to connect with yourself and authentically connect with the people around you. Why? Because we're spiritual beings. And when two and three people come together on the same vibration, you know, I was just thinking about that and you said it, you know what I mean? That begins to grow. And that's the part that we need to cultivate. Because you can stand up here and you can push forward and we can repeat the same things over and over again. But if you are not taking the principles home and living them, umoja, what does umoja mean? Does it mean that I really talk down my sister when she's trying to do something and because I'm not that creative, I laugh at her? Is that what umoja means? Or that's just who I am so I do it? Or does it mean that I'm actually going to reflect on who I am and how I'm responding to this? Because you know what? I'm contributing to that energy. 
of my own karma and the karma that I carry for the collective. So, those are the words, these are the thoughts, these are the feelings that came onto my heart when I was thinking about how to celebrate Sankofa, how to talk about Kwanzaa, how to get us as a collective to recognize the power that we have. I want to leave you with some gifts that you can gift people, right, in your everyday life. You can gift people with the gift of assurance. You can assure somebody on the way. You can give someone with the idea of justice, right? Of compassion, of righteousness. You can gift someone with that. It doesn't always have to be something tangible. And this particular walk that we're walking of Kwanzaa and of Sankofa, it's not always about what you receive in your hand, but it's most definitely what you receive in your heart and how it blooms in your mind. You can give someone the gift of insight. Make sure that they want it though, okay? Because <laughs> sometimes you're offering advice and people don't want it. Insight and foresight, you can offer the gift of empathy. You can offer someone the gift of courage. You can offer someone resolute knowledge of the journey. And you can offer someone balance. And so these are the gifts that I wanted to leave with you all today. And I hope that it's something that you can take home, something that you can use. I hope that I've inspired you to step away from the matrix and sankofa your way back to yourself to trust what you see, feel, hear, smell, and taste, right? And bring that knowledge and that presence into your everyday interactions with people because they feel it. They recognize it. They know it. Y'all take care. Be inspired to do for yourself what you would do for someone else. Be inspired to do for yourself what you would do for someone else. Get up off your bed and walk. Your time is now, so don't be fooled. I see you questioning the simple signs. Step out of line, it's time to move. you would do for someone else.